Hello, everybody, and welcome to a great new episode of If You're Listening. So just as a heads up, this was our first episode recorded remotely after a string of in-person episodes, and also Heather got a new computer, which messed up all her settings. So short version, it kind of sounds like she was recorded through a 1950s PA system. I finessed it the best I could. It might be a little jarring here and there, but you'll get used to the sound of it pretty quick. And I'm already making it sound a lot worse by recording a disclaimer up top, so whatever, you'll be fine. Enjoy the show. Walk, don't run. It's If You're Listening, one person's mission to force her friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. My name's Ramsey. I'm Heather. Hello, Ramsey. How are you today? Uh, solid. Eight out of ten. Wow. It's high marks. <laughs> it's, uh, it's incredibly hot outside, and I have not gone out, so... I, I'm honestly so glad that we're recording remote today, because I did not want to leave my air conditioning. It's disgusting outside. I think it's a real feel of 107 in New York. It's a classic weather talk opening of if you're listening everybody loves it it's okay we had a weather talk closing the other day because we were recording during a straight up thunderstorm <laughs> it's we're primarily music comedy with hints of weather some weather some weather yeah. reports <laughs> you know it's not a lot going yeah, on right now it. it's it's still a pandemic so i don't have a lot going <sighs> ramsey why don't you introduce our guest let's end weather talk <laughs> With us today, we are so lucky to have comedian Jeremy Bent. You know him from Mission to Zix, Tuning Out the News, and a new podcast, Nice to Meet You. Welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm in Southern California, so the weather talk is exactly the same every day. (laughs) Uh, What are we talking? Uh, Possible earthquake? uh... Frequently mentioned on the weather report, yeah. Possible earthquake. (laughs) Uh, potential brush fire risk, uh, but sunny Con- in the like mid 80s. <laughs> yeah, concentrate traffic. That's, that's terrible not weather. Air <laughs> yeah. It's in there. It's in the mix. Yeah, it's, fair enough. You know, it's the natural world. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy in the helicopter is going to tell you both the weather and the traffic. Yeah, if there's a brush fire, he's going to bring it up. Yeah. Is the guy he's in the like, helicopter I'm... the weatherman? <laughs> Sometimes, right? <laughs> I, I guess so. he's really in the weather, so he probably has a good idea about what's actually happening better than the yeah, meteorologist. He's, he's the closest to the sun. <laughs> that's that's like a cut-rate news station that's like, listen, we don't have, <laughs> we just don't have the budget. We can afford the helicopter, but that acts as the weatherman budget, so you got to do both. You're outside. Just tell us what's happening. <laughs> just come on. It's California. How hard could it be? Yeah, right? How big are the clouds? We're fine. <laughs> How big are they? Yeah. Um, Jeremy, do you want to yeah. tell Ramsey and our guests what album you have brought to us today? Okay, I, I do need to preface this with <laughs> I I submitted a number of albums. I was like, we could talk about any true. of these. That is true. But Ramsey said, we've never done Dave Matthews Band on That's the show, true. which is a little shocking. I know. Uh, and so, and I have to be real, this is probably one of my most listened to albums in high school uh i have selected dave matthews band's crash okay um yeah i also was pushing for okay i was also pushing for this one um because i grew up outside of ithaca new york where basically the national anthem is just dave matthews (laughs) it doesn't matter what song just dave matthews particularly in the 90s my wife's mom went to Ithaca and her dad went to Cornell. So I have actually yeah. been to Ithaca yeah. multiple times and it's very chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yep. it's it is arguably arguably too chill. But I, I would agree. That's why I it's left. Gorgeous <laughs> first. Yeah, yeah, yeah by gorgeous. By chill. Yeah, by chill. Yeah, and then gangster. Uh, that is true um yeah so i so my best friend went to ithaca she actually may be in the other room right now she's just here working but um i did not go to ithaca but when we were freshmen in college i went to community college so i'd go hang out at her school and i feel like everyone was listening to dave matthews and i already at that like in high school i definitely listened to dave matthews like uh, who, who among us but then i got into punk and I was just yeah. like, I, this is not for me. And then I really hated. <laughs> the uh, punk Dave Matthews band crossover is is low. Yeah. It's pretty low, I would say. So how did you, okay, how did you get into this? I mean, I guess it was kind of everywhere, but I'm still going to ask the question. Sort of, well, <laughs> yeah, it was sort of everywhere. Uh, it was interesting because, like, my parents... Ha- have almost no taste in music. They mm-hmm. they mm. do not actively listen to music, um, except like my dad will get obsessed with like one album at a time and just listen to that on repeat for like an entire year. Um, so very little of my musical knowledge came from them. Can uh, I uh, interject real quick? What are some recent examples of year long albums from dad? This also I, I sounds like know, Ramsey, to be fair. I'm not there, so I don't know the recent example. I can give you the high school examples, sure. which I, I was subjected to for many. <laughs> like, 1997 was, like, uh, the Vonda Shepard, Ally McBeal soundtrack. Oh, no. Uh, just over and over and over again. 1998, and this was this caused a bit of friction in the Bent household, um, was Songs to Shiva, a collection of Buddhist chants. Whoa. Um, and that one my mom was like no, no more. <laughs> like it was months of this and and it's just you know chanting in i think tibetan and it's like you know just hours and hours because he just puts it on repeat and my mom had to really put her foot down oh, at one point and be like enough with the <laughs> chanting enough um yeah that's just how my dad because he puts it on he doesn't put it on to like listen to he puts it on to like as background music to do other things mm-hmm. This um, this sounds like me, <laughs> to be perfectly yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my brother was pretty into music. Uh, who's he's only two two years and change older than me, uh, and so like a lot of stuff he listened to, I listened to. Uh, like I think that's where I got to like Weezer mm-hmm. and like a lot of this sort of like '90s alt rock kind of bands. Um. But a lot of, especially by the time I was like 13 or 14, it, it still was the time of like, oh, yeah, I'll watch MTV and like you know, these and like yeah. the video for Crash was in pretty heavy rotation. I don't know and if I remember that video. I'd, I'd have to look. It's it's like, I God, I haven't seen it in years, but I'm pretty sure it's all of them. Like they're in the woods <laughs> and probably they're barefoot and just like playing <laughs> their song. It's such Crash is such a gentle song. It, it is. So, oh yeah, I'm looking at screenshots. I kind of vaguely remember yeah, this. People like, dancing sort of about, yeah, um, in ball But games. also, like, <laughs> I sort of knew about them because, like, ants marching and mm-hmm. stuff. Like that song was really big. It was on the radio a lot. Um, but I think what really got me into Dave Matthews Band was my best friend Mike, um, this guy Mike Francina, who like we just spent a ton of time together in high school. He was very into Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. And so I started listening to them, and then like this album especially, and and the album after this, the Live at Red Rocks double album, were like I I played those to death in high school. 
It was a lot of those. I think I feel like Under the Table and Dreaming was definitely the one I was very into. My brother had that one, and I do. I still like that album too. But like, the Crash and and uh, uh, Live at Red Rocks, and then of course before these Crowded Streets, um, which was the album after that. Okay, that was my first concert ever. Oh Ooh, wow! That, that tour by Dave Matthews. Yeah. Well, and so what else were you listening to at this time? You touched on, like, Weezer a little bit, but, like, what other bands were you into around the same era that you were listening to this? Yeah, like, my musical taste did not really take off until college. Yeah. Um, But I had some CDs. I had, like, again, it was, like, a lot of 90s alt-rock stuff. So I I think one of the first, I think the first CD I ever bought, like, went to the store with my own money, and I was like, I need this, please was Bush's 16 Stone. Great. Love it. Which I'll, which I'll stand by. Like, there's some pretty solid jams on that album. Razorblade Suitcase is really my Bush album, but I still... Is this Gavin Ross? Do I have that right? Yeah. This is Gavin yeah. Ross still, yeah. Okay. yeah. The, that album is like... Uh, 16 Stone is like Glycerin mm-hmm. and like Everything Zen and yeah. Machine Head, which I like. All are still songs I'll put on and be like, yeah, I can get this why is, I like this. This is good. good. <laughs> I know Glycerin, um, but all the other ones sounded like Transformers to me. <laughs> I mean, Machine Head, <laughs> if you listen to it, sort of sounds like Transformers. Kind of does, yeah. You're not wrong. Um, Razorblade Suitcase was less successful. <laughs> yeah. What else did I like at that time? Um, like, Better Than Ezra. Oh, I yeah. Into. I really liked them. Um, I liked Bare Naked Ladies I was into. Mm-hmm. there was. I grew up in... Uh, I'm from Rhode Island. Okay. So, and my whole family's from Massachusetts. So, like, a lot of, like, New Englandy bands that were not necessarily, like, nationally huge. But, like, Guster was a very oh, yeah. big New England oh, band. Guster. Like, uh, Goldfly and uh, uh, Barrel of a Gun. Um, those were... Or Lost and Gone Forever is the album that Barrel of a Gun is on. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is funny. I feel like Guster is one of those bands they were... I don't know how big they are nationally, but, like, they're, like, either. still doing things. Yeah. Like, they're still it's going. They're so there. crazy. Saw, they did a... They did a... Um, a tour in 2012 that I saw in Brooklyn mm-hmm. at the, like, the uh, Prospect Park band show. Oh, yeah. And it was Guster, Ben Folds 5... And bare naked ladies, and I was like, "There's no way I'm not going to this." Yeah. Uh, this is <laughs> the most deeply 1997 tour. Of, like, yeah, well, and time. I went, and like I I knew people who were going, but then I went, and I was like, "Oh, there's like 30 other people." <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, at that's one of those. It's like, yeah, it's like we got to do it. Yeah, I saw Guster with Ben Folds and Rufus Wainwright in probably 2005. I'm gonna say, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. this makes sense. I saw a poster in the subway recently that they are touring with uh weezer and blink 182 and instantly what? Heard, oh boy. Yeah. yeah what yep uh, i mean it is sort of like you see that lineup and you're like wait but oh, i gotta go to that when? <laughs> it's like, i gotta do it. Isn't... i don't know if it's still gonna happen now but uh it, it i believe it's coming up it can't be mm-hmm. mark hoppus has cancer Oops. yeah hoppus is in yep. rough shape but anyways I hope I hope it does happen. I hope he's better. Yeah, um, I hope, I, yeah, he's. I'm sure he's got very good doctors. I would. I would. I would think so. We. I was telling Ramsey before you came on. We just adopted a dog, and <sighs> she needed surgery when we got her, so nobody would take her. Oh. Uh, but the rescue covered the surgery, and we went to the Malibu Coast Animal <laughs> Hospital, and it was like, by like I as a human being have never been in a medical <laughs> facility this nice. 
Um, so, like, I'm sure Mark has, has access to so good too. doctors. Yeah. We're, we're wishing you the best, Mark. I was, um, I was recently shooting in Malibu for work, and we were, like, whatever. It was, like, an all-day shoot. It was a very chill, very quiet shoot. There was literally, like, nothing. I've been on shoots that were much louder, much bigger, much more disruptive. The shoot literally involved yoga and hiking, for example. And we were wrapping up the shoot and loading out. And we were in like a gated community in Malibu where we had like yeah, rented yeah. this location, blah, blah, blah. We're loading out and a next door homeowner comes over and starts screaming at me, screaming yeah. at me, yeah. asking me if there's a porta potty and telling me that her son can't look at that. And I was like, I mean, what? there's a lot of things you could be mad about, but like, <laughs> what is that? What mean, is that? Well, I'm like, man, uh, I. I like understand your anger, but <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, like my son can't look at that. L- no, he can't look at that. We have a tool shed <laughs> in the backyard, and if my son sees people pooping in a porta potty, <laughs> he's going to start pooping in every enclosed space, closets. <laughs> yeah. Truthfully, I, that's a lesson your son needs to learn right now. Yeah, that's yep. very important that that not continue past a certain age. Yep. No, truly, truly, that's no awesome. idea. I, I will say California is great. In general, people are very chill, but I have also encountered some of the least chill people I have ever met here. That was some bougie, bougie stuff, though, where <laughs> yeah, we were shooting. And it's so. usually the the one rule I found in California highways is the nicer the car, the worse the driver. Uh, <laughs> I believe it. I believe yeah. it. I think that's a yeah. rule for everywhere, actually. I want to say New Yorkers with nice cars generally know how to drive them. Oh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a fancy car in New York, you know how to drive it, because otherwise it is going to get destroyed. I was thinking quality of the person rather than quality of the driver. You're absolutely right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a different question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I actually, in advance of this, uh, made a bullet list of my experiences with Dave Matthews Band. And I have (laughs) three bullets. I'm already ashamed of everything on this list. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. Bullet number one. Don't remember the exact year, but it, uh, it's the after show for Annie that my uh, drama club put on. Okay, this is and, not where uh, I thought this was going. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we've been throwing a curveball. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, I won't use the name, but a fellow pulls out an acoustic guitar and mm-hmm. plays us a bunch of Dave Matthews. The main one I remember is just a number. Uh, it's the song title was number something okay i think it's yeah uh i think it's number 34 is on is on crash i i think ah. oh yeah number 34 is on under the table and dreaming under the table there and dreaming. we go okay, okay. Yeah, my bad oh number 41 is on crash so i was gonna say they, what number was it they did. yeah that's uh i, I bet got it was, my i'm gonna bet it was the earlier one okay um everyone really liked that this was happening i was jealous of his ability to play the guitar, and thus I hated it. Sure. Fair. Yeah, legit. Drew attention away from you. Go on. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. star of Annie. Yeah. You were Annie? <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> Very progressive of your school. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> At the talent show, somebody was playing the fiddle in a Ben Folds cover. Okay. And okay. D- during setup, did the Ants Marching riff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I said, what's that song? And then later downloaded it off of uh, Napster. Kazaa. Okay, great. <laughs> sure. Uh, but bullet three, 
about 10 years ago, I was in Chicago. And was it? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I was not underneath a bridge or anywhere near this event, but while I was there, Dave Matthews Band's tour bus dropped a bunch tour of poop. Plane. Oh, it was a plane? I think it was a plane, wasn't it? I thought I thought supposedly it was a tour bus while on a bridge. Yeah. Oh, I think maybe plane. my brain just said it was a plane because I didn't understand how a bus would do that. But anyway, that, would that makes a, sense. That would be a frozen that meteorite be. of poop. <laughs> well, that is that is something planes do, from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. I believe that has happened. Wait, uh, so you were in Chicago and you just heard about this, but you were not near said incident. So I told this story to my wife two nights ago in advance of recording this podcast and she said that's not a story and i said <laughs> you're right <laughs> but i'm still gonna tell it on the show um so i i'm gonna add this detail as i was walking by a newspaper box i saw the headline splash into me and i thought it was very funny i just made that up though that's a detail i'm adding i like it i like it okay no. Oh, there's uh, this podcast I listen to, and they do every episode. Is, uh, it's a media podcast, and they do a strained pun headline. And I feel like that's pretty on point. Like there there's go. some there's go. some good ones like that. Um, Surely uh, there had to be a tabloid in Chicago that was ready to pun yeah. on some Dave Matthews. Yeah, for the sake of yeah, absolutely. I, but uh, beyond ants marching, I don't think I have heard much. I, I've obviously heard crash. Um, and maybe you have, I will say now you have heard crash. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a song you could escape. At the right. Time. That is true. Though Ramsey somehow avoided songs that I would have said that about. And I don't, I don't understand it, it but it's quite a bit. So I, I was, I was recording something with somebody uh, like last year and they had said they never heard kiss. And I was sort of like, hmm. you've heard kiss. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you didn't get to however you didn't get to your twenties without hearing a Kiss song yeah. somewhere. It, it's like that is not our society. <laughs> I, I wish it wasn't, but yeah. but sadly it is. We as a people did not fail you in such a way. You have been asked to rock and roll all night and party every day. Mm-hmm. I think it was Kiss. I think I told this story on the show, but I don't even remember. I think it was Kiss. One of my last work trips before COVID, I was staying at a hotel in LA that I always stay at, and there was like a tour bus outside uh, that had been there like the whole time, I, like the whole weekend I had been there, and it was, I believe it was Kiss's tour bus, and like all the crew was staying at this um, this hotel, and that's that's my whole story about Kiss. The end. <laughs> You're just trying to make my story look better. Thank you. <laughs> no, that literally was the story. I was like, what is that? I was in line for coffee with my colleague, and he said, it's Kiss's tour bus. And I said, okay, I'm going to go to LAX now. Goodbye. <laughs> that tour bus didn't even poop on anybody. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> um, show me that album art, please. I will. I was just getting it pulled up. Here you go. What's happening here, you may ask? I don't know. <laughs> it's a great question. It's a very fair question to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We've got very stark primary colors here on the left and the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very eye-catching. Good job, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure that? He personally did the graphic design. <laughs> I mean, this is like a, a daisy here. 
But then over here on this side, yeah. it's like, I don't know. This kind of looks like a, a film. Oh, maybe, but, or kind of looks oh. like a film canvas. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. I yeah. think it might be a movie camera. Oh, you're right. There's a more of a shadow of it down here. Yeah, yeah. But I always thought that this sort of general curvature on the left with the sort of middle of the movie camera sort of looked like a hummingbird drinking mm. from the flower. It oh, also yeah. does. You can kind and of then, see that. This over here to me, I don't know what it is that I'm, I don't know if you can see my mouse, but this white part over here looks mm-hmm. like a spaceship, yeah. but I don't know what it is. Shuttle? Yeah. Yeah. That, that has a very shuttle-esque. Oh, <laughs> I can shape. zoom. Whoa. Oh. I, that oh, didn't help I actually. It didn't yeah. help me at all. Yeah. I'm not sure what that is. Um, I think you're right though. It is a spaceship or something. Yeah. Mm, we know how I feel about space. <laughs> do um, you? How do you feel about that? I think it sucks. Uh, <laughs> wow. I yeah. don't want to go there. I'm going to mind my business and stay on Earth and also not go into the deep ocean because I don't want to go there either. Okay. Fair it's... enough. I don't think anyone's going to make you do either of those. Things. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what Jeff Bezos is up to. That's true. <laughs> those, once those drones start grabbing people, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sacrificing them for the space colony exploration. You're, yeah, you're done. Your your prime renewal is up, so it's either <laughs> blast into space or it's either 120 bucks or you're going straight to space. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's true. Um, I'm going to say I'm partially colorblind, and so red and uh-huh. blues in particular are tough for me. But the background kind of is reminiscent of the Pepsi logo to my eyes. You are correct, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's it's Pepsi. Uh, the colors are definitely this this seems like a digital version that is like maybe a little slightly off the yeah. true color because the version mm-hmm. i had was it, it like that pepsi blue and red is like it's pretty close okay. yeah yeah this is definitely showing up a little purple here for sure yeah yeah um okay it shall we it's kind of messy yeah, yeah it's a little it's, messy. It's, but it's it's also one of those things I've I've seen that album cover a million times, and I've never once looked at it until today. <laughs> That's a real like. If you were set dressing a music store in yeah. the mid to late nineties, <laughs> that album would be in the background. Oh yeah, it the wouldn't big printout. Absolutely, uh-huh. I'm gonna be absolutely. honest. Weird. I don't think I've ever seen that album cover, and it looks more like a single cover to me than an album cover. Take that it's a whole sure. ass yeah. album. You're not wrong. A whole ass album. Um, shall we get into this? I would love to get into it. I'm okay. I don't know if I'm mentally prepared, but <laughs> here we go. It's right. truly. I, been a I have not listened to this album in a while, so I'm already feeling away. <laughs> I do remember this song. Oh, it's very quiet for me. Let me see. Let me fix that for you. Okay. I also do know this song. It's a nice house in the sky. How's that volume for you guys? That's good. Right. It is sad, like <laughs> that. I immediately I was like, "Yeah, I can do this whole song if I need to." <laughs> if yeah, if needed, in an I've emergency situation. So many times. <laughs> yeah. It, I think. One of the things that turns people against Dave Matthews, sometimes instantly, <laughs> is that he has a really particular singing voice. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you hear him speak, he doesn't have, like, a crazy accent or anything. But when he sings, he does a lot of weird, like, 
vocal emoting, I guess. Yeah, it's, um, I'm curious too, like, where that came from. And I don't know enough about Dave Matthews, nor have I tried to figure this out, but I'm very curious. Um, the things I know about Dave Matthews, the man. The, 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 the gentleman. The gentleman <laughs> is mm-hmm. that uh, I do know that he is from, originally he is from South Africa, which I think is one of those things people hear and are like, huh? Because they're like, <laughs> he's like a, everyone is like, oh, he's like the guy playing guitar on the quads. Sure. But I think he was born in South Africa, and I know he lived in England for a while before coming to the U.S. Oh. That is, I am on now on Dave Matthews the Man's Wikipedia page. Okay. <laughs> and that is so, confirmed fact. Yeah, and I think going from South Africa to England to America yeah. would do a weird yeah. twist on your voice. Because those are three pretty distinct flavors of English. Yeah. Yeah. Charlize um, Theron as well, I think. Charlize Theron, South African. Uh, my friend Matt Cutler, who I was on an improv team with for a long time, you know how some impressionists will have sort of words they use to get into a particular accent? Sure. His, he would use the, the words sourdough bread to get into a South African accent. He would, he would say, sourdough bread. And it was, oh. <laughs> it was like, yeah, how he would do it. And it was like, mm, okay. Uh, I'll, Tim Dunn, another improviser, uh, told me his key to getting into a New Zealand accent was eggplant. Eggplant. Oh, that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe at some point in the like South African English American exchange. Sorry, can you hear my dog in the background? No. No, no but I'll love it if we can. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, somewhere in the South African England you know, United States transference he picked up some sort of weird just the way he says regular words when he sings are <laughs> like why would you choose to do that right <laughs> that's not and the I, way any I, of those people say it yeah exactly it's like that doesn't sound english american or south african <laughs> but i think that's just like the sort of weird gumbo that we end up with with a dave matthews this makes sense to me when I do sing along with a Dave Matthews, uh, which is rare, oh. but it does happen. Sure, yeah. It's not dissimilar from a... I, I tend to make the same expressions that I do with oh, a wait, John Mayer. Wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, it's that, a little baby, yeah. which is like, everyone is like, yeah, if you're like making fun of Dave Matthews, you're going to throw in those little like, oh yeah. And it's like, this is what he does. But the fact that the entire band is supporting him all hitting a note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hit. yeah. <laughs> a little baby. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Cool. This uh, second song, I will say, this is my favorite song on this album. I don't know if I know this one. I guess I'll see this in a minute. Is, this is not a, I don't think this was ever a single. Maybe it was. I truthfully don't know. Let's but, see. Um, uh, but this, I think, would qualify as a slightly deep cut. This sounds like uh, Enya. This somehow this was a single, but there were also oh, really? five singles. Wow! Oh, that, um, man! So too much, so much to say. Crash into me, two step, and tripping, tripping Billies were okay. all singles. I think of the, those five songs. Two step is probably the least known song on that album, 
Well, it's one of the lowest played on the album. So oh, no, 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 it's not. I'm sorry. There's a couple that are a bit lower. This is two-step? This is two-step. Yeah. It sounds like I'm in the Rainforest Cafe. It's a very Rainforest Cafe kind of track. I will also say, uh, perhaps in tribute to my dad, I a lot of my music listening, at least when I would put on a CD, you know, would be me in my room, put the CD on, and then reading like comics or 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 like fantasy novels or whatever in my room for like a couple hours like before or after dinner so like again a lot of times i was putting on music to like do something else you know yeah yeah and it's and i will say like punk is a tricky genre (laughs) to listen to when you are doing for sure it's true it's true Uh, whereas you know dave you can throw on and i mean you can do whatever when this is on yeah you could have named this album music to read x-men too (laughs) yeah and indeed i did (laughs) I have never heard this song. I feel like I have, but I think it's just because I've heard Dave Matthews. Yeah, it's like, it's very Dave Matthews is what I'll say. I will also say I also prefer the live at Red Rocks version Mm. of this track that is on that live album. Uh, Here's another thing I think people are sort of programmed to not like about Dave Matthews is that like they're of that 90s like jam band scene. Yeah, where, like they they get sort of lumped in with like fish. Yep, and absolutely. Like that, where it's like, oh, the live version of this is even longer. <laughs> yeah, like, oh sure. This song is already six and a half minutes long, you know, which oh. admittedly is long. Uh, but the live version, I think, adds another three minutes. Wow. Because um, like that's just the kind of band they are when they play. It's right. like, you know, everyone is high, <laughs> and they're gonna like get on that fucking violin groove and you know it's gonna be a sax solo it's true I was also just distracted because I was reading about Dave Matthews the man sure honestly he seems like a great guy (laughs) seems like a real sweetie I can almost guarantee if you met Dave Matthews in in real life you would probably like him I I think I would he seems lovely I've never met him uh, and I don't, I don't even know that I've ever been close to meeting him. But my oh. guess is that he is probably extremely chilled out, and like I bet he gives. They make a ton of money, yeah. Sure. So like I bet he gives tons. And like, what does Dave Matthews want? Yeah. He's not trying to send anyone to space, right? No. You know? No. So like, he's yeah. I mean, his his politics align with mine. He's like exactly. very lefty and like mm-hmm. supports all of those things. He's on the board of Farm Aid and like right. works in that. Okay. Okay. Also, his right. sister was murdered, and him and his other sister raised his sister's children. Whoa, oh, that's my God. so. I had I did not know that at all. I I just learned this. Wow. It's very that's, sad. That's in 1994, horrifying. he had to be Jeez. in his 20s. Oh man! I bet and he is a like, yeah. Wow. I met right. Apparently, under the table and dreaming was dedicated to her. Uh. Yeah, sad. very sad. But that's what I mean. He just seems like seems like a great guy. <laughs> like that's how awesome. how bad a guy could he be? No. You know? The worst thing that we can come up with is dropping poop, but that was probably just the bus driver. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that was a Dave decision. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a vote before we go over this bridge, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we could just launch it. And it's like <laughs> mm, probably not. 
believe it. Jeremy, did you you mentioned seeing them live? Did you go to yes. a lot of different Matthews concerts? Uh, I actually Matthews. Dave Matthews. I don't know why I don't have it. I don't like it. The preferred nomenclature would be a Dave. Dave. Concert, but, but you said the Matthews. I have yeah. no idea why that happened. I've said Dave earlier in the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, interestingly, it's like I did start going to a lot of concerts. Like, because I saw him, I think, when I was 15. Uh, and I did start going to a lot of concerts. But by the time I started to go see him, he was kind of a big act. So yeah. The tickets were, like, not cheap. Hmm. So I saw him. So I saw him. That would have been spring 98. Um, so I was a sophomore in high school. Um, and he was touring with the new album before these crowded streets, which I liked. So I was excited about it. Um, but opening for Dave was Beck. And oh. opening mm. for Beck was Ben Folds 5. Wow. Which is like, in 1998, that's a great lineup. That's, Yeah. I can't believe Beck is opening at that point. I I was yeah, it's a little surprising to me too, thinking back on it. But I will also say I was like sort of indifferent towards Beck at that point. Like I didn't really like that song "Loser," mm-hmm. although now I look back and I'm like, that's a pretty good song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after that concert, I I got more into Beck because he was a really really good performer. I believe that. Sorry, I'm, I'm currently being transported into a car in high school and just really in my hometown right now. <laughs> I don't know why you're in a car, because I need the bride and the groom to come to the center of the, <laughs> of the stage. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so this is interesting to me, because Under the Table and Dreaming was their first album. Were they just immediately famous? How did... Wow. It, it's their first album... Um, but they have an album before that that I think oh. is technically a live album. Oh, uh, that's called "Remember Two Things," mm. and and like there's oh man, a bunch of the songs on "Remember Two Things" were never ever like known Dave Matthews songs, but I think there's like live versions of like "Ants Marching" and "Tripping Billies," Got and it. "Satellite." So like, oh, I love "Satellite." I remember loving that song. Oh. That's a good song. Come on. I've heard <laughs> that song, I'm pretty sure. That's that's on Under the Tamil and Dream. Yeah. Okay. Previous album. You know, this song gets smacked around a lot, but like, it's a very relaxing song. <laughs> it is relaxing. I don't have any problems with this. I so, need more relaxing music in my life, less anxiety. <laughs> that's sort of how I feel. It's like, I was sort of like, I was a very nerdy teen I, I very much did not fit in in my town, but luckily my town was slightly l- large enough to have enough misfit, misfits where it's like, oh, I had like nerdy friends and I had some theater friends and like, so like I was okay, you know? <laughs> um, but like, you know, th- this was kind of music I could put on and, you know, I was hanging out with my friend Mike who was, who was a nerdy guy, but he was also on the track team. So he was like sort of popular. Um, but this is like the kind of music we would put on and just like just kind of like chill out and like read comics in his bedroom or in my basement <laughs> you know I bring this up a little concerned that I'm going to ruin a song now but uh, I did see in an interview that he said this is written from the perspective of a stalker from a perspective but he's not the stalker we David. just went over what a nice guy he is I'm not trying to impugn <laughs> 
Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Mr. Matthews. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. saying anything sure. about him. I'm just saying. I want to say that was that like that happens in the video. Like, is, is this thing oh. have like a telescope or something? Let's yeah. see. Let me let me try to click into the actual song here. I've never seen this video. <laughs> oh, I, on VH1 Storytellers, he stated that the song was written from the perspective of a peeping Tom watching girls at night through her bedroom window. Okay. Peeping Tom I, is just a funny phrase. Sorry. It is. It really yeah, is. Peeping Tom really is one thing. of those phrases where it's like, we have to come up with a, like <laughs> yeah. a better public That's... term for that. Also, yeah. Wikipedia capitalizes both peeping and Tom. Is it a link to like what a peeping Tom is? Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it's a link to the Wikipedia page for voyeurism. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Voyeur. Voyeur That's does prob- sound creepy. Yeah, voyeur is creepy. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we just go creepy peeper. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I'm listening to this now, and I'm thinking, so like, I, I had I, for a long time I couldn't fall asleep unless there was noise. Yeah, and so for years I would listen to the radio, mm. um, and it started when I was like 10 or 11. So for the first couple years, I would just put on uh, 92.3 Pro FM, which was just like Rhode Island's like pop top 40 yep. station, and so. I was just listening to basically the same five songs every night as I fell asleep because it was like, it's our countdown. Right. And I got really bored with that. Um, and so I started listening to... Um, You're listening to 100.3 WOTB, the cool FM, which was a jazz station. And so, okay. like, I, like... So I wasn't, like, processing the names of the artists or, like, titles, but I was listening to a lot of jazz. And so I, when I listen to this now, I'm like, I wonder if part of what I liked about this is like, they're much more acoustic than the, than the other music that was on the radio at the sure. time. That makes they sense. They have a stand-up bass player. They have, there's like acoustic guitar. There's a violin. There's saxophone. It's like, it's a lot less electric. Do you still listen um, to jazz? Um, or was it only for sleeping purposes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't listen to jazz ton but we have a bunch of jazz records that we put on Ooh. sometimes yeah my wife uh my wife's father is a musician and she can name you, you'll hear like four notes and she'll be like oh this is like serenade and blue wow yeah. she knows every jazz standard it's insane and so like i definitely listen to more jazz than before i i was in a relationship with her if i remember correctly you got into surf rock later I'm a big surf rock guy. That was like college, yeah. Um, at teenage years, I was like, I liked like the Beach Boys, you know, because my parents listened to them. Of course. Um, but I didn't really discover like surf rock, you know, like um, Dick Dale, but then like low straight jackets, like in the Cosmonauts and like people like that until college. Do you listen to any current surf rock, like the Growlers or anything? Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a big, big, they, like, their output has sort of fallen off, I think, because it's just, like, ultimately, it's they're just not making enough money doing sure. it. But there's a band from Atlanta, I think they're from Atlanta, called Daikaiju, which means giant monster in Japanese, that plays, like, sort of surf, psych, psychedelic fusion that is, mm-hmm. like, so... I saw them at Don Pedro's in Brooklyn, and they immediately, like, they were like running into the crowd they all wear kabuki masks when uh, they perform. Cool. 
and they're like running into the crowd and just like staring at you while they're playing these like super intricate songs. And then towards the finale of the show, they brought the drum kit down into the audience and they forced the audience up on stage and they set fire to the drums while they played their last couple songs. And I was like, what is there's like 35 people at this show My but they God. went absolutely insane wow. and I was like these guys are incredible uh, for the listeners who can't see me I have written down this name and circled it several times I can't wait <laughs> you to got listen it. to this you gotta check them out they have they, they have an album called Phase 2 that is really really good uh, but if you just if you're only gonna listen to one song they have uh, I, I gotta look it up now because it's like this song is so amazing that I'm like every I wish every human in the world would listen to us <laughs> I just think it's so good it's uh, it's Daikaiju the song is called Double Fist Attack and I just okay. think it is such an awesome surf rock song it's so good I can't wait yeah so this I think was a big radio hit like too much I remember this being a radio hit and like I, I definitely did like Dave Matthews but this kind of Dave Matthews song is not not in the Venn diagram of ones I liked this this was not my favorite it, like I, I could sort of like it's interesting because the next album the the Before These Crowded Streets album the first single off that album I very much don't like but the rest of the album i really like interesting and th- this was the first single off of this album yeah th- and like i i like this i sort of prefer this musical breakdown to the actual like i can see that to the like lyrical content. <laughs> fair enough well that's one thing like i you know like i was saying like under the table and dreaming was definitely the album i listened to more but yeah. i feel like I mean, granted, I was also, like, a sappy teen, and so, like, I loved Satellite, but I feel like I was probably into, like, the lyrics of that. But I feel like most of Matthew's songs, I don't really know the lyrics, and I'm, like, a very lyrics-driven person. I, it's interesting because I am very much a not, like, yeah. there are certain artists where I really care about the lyrics, but I would say most of my music collection, for me, it's much more about, like, the sound and the and the, like you know the tone and the rhythms of the song right. than it is about the lyrics dave matthews was unsurprisingly never a lyrics based band for me sure sure um but there are certain uh bands i really like andrew bird is a guy who i really oh. love and his his lyrics i think are like some of the best my favorite lyrics of anybody okay. um, i I was never a big andrew bird person like a lot of my friends liked it in college but there was one specific song uh, plasticities or whatever that mm. we all just thought it sounded like he was saying whale fight, not wheel fight, whale fight, as in I whales know, I fighting. I know the exact. Yeah, I know yeah. the exact. Uh, <laughs> so, and so that was a thing we would say, just like mm-hmm. whale fight. <laughs> I don't know. That's Heather that's has, my only Andrew Bird reference. You have fair. played that's me okay. that song before. Whale fight. <laughs> and put it out. Yeah. It sounds like whale fight. It's cute. I do like that song though, actually. Yeah, he has a song called "Imitosis," which has some of my favorite lyrics that have like ever been committed to, <laughs> you know, a physical medium. Where he says, um, uh, "Despite what all the st- despite what all the studies have shown, what's mistaken for closest is just a case for mitosis," which I think is a really, really good. Wow. 
and it is sandwiched between like a dozen more that are as sharp as that. <laughs> and I'm like, man, what a fucking guy. And it's great. I got to give you double kudos for not just quoting lyrics, but quoting lyrics while other music other is happening. Other lyrics are playing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this song. This, it this started is one playing, I, and I was yeah. like, oh, oh, this is in my brain, like in the depths of it somewhere. Yeah. I, I, in prep for this, I like had a quick glance at the track listing, and I was like, number 41, what the fuck is that? And then <laughs> I this did came not on, recognize I like, it. Man, I love this. Like, it's just a very. But this soothing, is you know. this is another one though where I know all the words. Like this yeah, is like a same, lyric driven yeah. one for me. It's like like I said, Dave Matthews is not like a lyric driven band for me. But this was like imprinted on my brain so much at age fifteen that like yeah. all of this is in my head somewhere. You know. Yeah, this one I could not have told you I knew this all yeah, of this exactly. song, but turns out I did. <laughs> Well, and wait, also, what year was this? Okay, so this was... Pretty sure this was 96. 96. Oh, wow, so I, was, I was not expecting. Okay, I think I got into this particular song later, though, because I don't think I was really into this when I was 12. So I think yeah, it was sure. probably, I was like, junior high when I was listening so to I'm, this. I got, I'm slightly, I was born in 82. So oh, yeah. Like, so I think, I, yeah, I was like 13, 14 when this came prime out. Prime age, prime age like, for it. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> I'm I'm pulling an earlier thread here, but just hearing him sing here, uh, the five for fighting guy Ooh. totally ripped off his singing style. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, he. I mean, I I always feel bad for him because he gets looped in with Fish, and you're like, that sort of makes sense. They're both kind of jammy bands. They're both of their fan bases love weed. Um, <laughs> I think musically they're not as similar as people think they are. I would agree. Right. But I also think Dave Matthews gets looped in with like Jack Johnson, who like came around later. Yeah. Oh. And I would say like Jack Johnson doesn't do music like this. Right. Like his music doesn't have as much orchestration going on. It's not as interesting to listen to, in in my opinion. He's closer to like a guster in terms of just like stripping it down. But that's not even fair. Uh, I yeah, just it's like yeah. Yeah, but like, but by the same token, it's like Guster had some weird stuff at the time. Yeah, uh, I think I just think of Jack Johnson as just like more straightforward, like top forty pop, like not in a songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not in a positive or negative way, just like a more simple version. Yeah, yeah. I will also say it's like you don't always hear violin and saxophone. You don't like rock radio. (laughs) You don't always hear that. And you and it's like I don't know they, they both of those instruments violin and saxophone they say are the closest to the range of the human voice, uh, mm. like the violin in terms of like both timbre but also like its actual note range is closest to where the human voice lies, and so like I don't know it's always kind of nice to hear those yeah it feels more organic. There's a flute I'm becoming too. A, I'm becoming a huge hippie while listening to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, more it's... organic. It's <laughs> like it's what our brains were meant to hear. It <laughs> is funny though, too, because of of the songs we've listened to so far, I, this is the one I'm enjoying the most. But this is also the one that sounds the most like John Mayer to me, and I yeah, it, fucking I will love say, John Mayer. So this also tracks for my tastes. I will say this: a lot of this feels pre like John Mayer is a guy. I'm like, ugh, John Mayer, and I roll my eyes, but I'm like. When I listen to actual John Mayer songs, I'm like, ah, 
It's pretty good. <laughs> and I, I think there is a real trap when it comes to certain artists being associated with like bros on the quad. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, yeah, I don't listen to that. Yeah. Like Dave was like the mid '90s generation, and like John Mayer was like the 2000s. Yeah. Like, and it's like, I, I get it, but I am also like. John Mayer is also like a very technically accomplished guitar player. Yeah. Yes, he's very so, good. Yeah. I, and I'm not suggesting that Dave Matthews. <laughs> he's, he I, fucking sucks. <laughs> but, but I am saying like I think his music is more complicated than people are willing to give it credit hmm. for. I would I would bet that to be true. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. I think when I think about there's that discussion about like fan bases that change. Yeah, the way you see, like Dave is always. I'm, I'm sorry, the DM band is always yeah. the first one that people yeah. mention. Yeah, yeah, and like I, as someone who attended a Dave Matthews concert, it's like I get what people don't like about. That. Yeah, <laughs> sure. like because I like I was a pretty square teenager. Like I was not there to smoke weed. I was there to listen to Dave Matthews. Yep. But I will say, at a Dave Matthews band concert, you do not have a choice. Um, yeah. I saw him. I saw him at Foxborough Stadium mm-hmm. uh, before it was bulldozed and became Gillette Stadium. Oh yeah, oh. Uh, which is where the Patriots play. Um, uh, I'm deeply aware. And it's it's huge. It's enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if we had been four rows further back, I would have been out of the stadium entirely. Um, <laughs> uh, and there, even there. There was so much weed smoke that I, as a 15-year-old, was like, I think I am high. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the thing is, though, is that, like, obviously, for someone like Dave Matthews or Fish, like, it's just on, like, a very large scale. But, like, actually, even, like, that Woodstock 99 documentary, like, I'm sorry, you cannot blame all of this fandom on the band Corn on Justice for Limp Bizkit, frankly. But, like, you can't blame them for a riot. Like, you can't, like, Dave Matthews isn't, like, come here and smoke (laughs) weed. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? And it's, like, I'm not comparing that. did have a song called Break Stuff. Yeah, but they fucking booked Limp Bizkit knowing they had a song called Break Stuff. (laughs) That is is true. That is true. You can't get mad at Fred Durst for being Fred Durst when you asked him to come and be Fred Durst. (laughs) I will say Dave Matthews has multiple songs about smoking weed. Okay, fair. I mean, you just heard it's too not much. a requirement. It's no, 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 no. I, but I will also say one of his songs that mentions smoking weed is what the fuck is the name of that song? Because like I can sing the whole song, but I don't know the title <laughs> off the top of my head. It's probably number five or something. No, yeah, number twelve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he has a line where it's like some people like to smoke a bowl and some don't. And it, which always gets like a huge cheer sure. at a live show, um, but it's just like it, it doesn't. Whatever anybody's opinion is on that, it's all okay. Yeah, uh, and you're like, eh, that's nice. which I mean, I do and agree. Then, and then they um, do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah they're, and they're like, like no, <laughs> only smoke weed. Um, it's but, hard to make hippies mad. That's true. Either. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, I'm like an opposite, and like in like the you know the scene that I'm in like the bands I listen to even there are even certain bands in like the niche like punk and emo scene where I'm like this, this crowd fucking sucks this is yeah. not I am not on this energy level like these are not my people but I do still really like this music so yeah right. a band 
a band that I really enjoy, but I ha- I struggle with the fan uh, uh, community is I really like the Hold Steady. Um, but I don't know if you've ever seen a Hold Steady show. Well, it kind of looks like uh, the Zoom feed here, <laughs> as far as the yeah, fans yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very white. Yeah. It's very uh, bespectacled. Uh, yep. It's it's basically like, were, do you like rock music, but are worried about getting hurt at a real hardcore show? <laughs> and it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I've never. It's, Go it's ahead. probably not 33% female like our Zoom call, though, right? <laughs> a little lower, a little yeah. lower. Okay. There's yeah, definitely women lower. there. There's definitely women there, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're girl a lot of girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> there are some, but it's probably not 33%. Right. No, there's definitely female fans, but it is like... It is overwhelmingly like a white bro yeah. kind of band. But like not actual bros. Yeah. It's, it's for like hipsters when they want to be bros but are like no but this is this is cool i say and you're like it is cool but you're making it so awful (laughs) yeah you're making it less cool (laughs) you're making it actively less cool with the way you're you're being right now (laughs) i primarily go to they might be giant shows so sure sure. yeah i feel like those are the people that aren't cool enough to get into the hold steady yeah and i say that with love i love all you guys (laughs) you're like i am one (laughs) yeah they might be giants is the band i have seen the most live uh Partly because they're still going. Yeah. Um, but partly because, like, that was, I was a fan early and they played. I was in school in Boston and then I moved to New York. Two places they play constantly. So it was very easy to do. Is uh, Dave and his band still going? I'm almost positive. Dave they and are. the guys? <laughs> I thought I saw at some point on <laughs> SNL that there was a lady, so I stopped myself from saying Fair Dave enough. and the guys. They, I mean, the band. If I saw the band now, they would probably play so much music I didn't know. Right. Because yeah, band and album come out as recently as 2018. Wow. No idea. Didn't know at all. Um, because I, it was funny because they were my favorite band. I was super obsessed with them. Um, and then when I was in college, from my freshman year of college in 2001, they put out an album called Every Day. Yeah. And I hated it. I remember going to the record store and buying it and bringing it back to my dorm and putting it on. And I was like, I do not like this. <laughs> yeah. I was sort of actively angry about it. Wow. And I gave it like two or three tries. And I was like, I can't do this. And I, I think I gave it away. I might have thrown it away. Oh, wow. I was, I was upset. What was, um, what was the big difference? Was it a change I, in sound? I, or? Yeah, I will say... Uh, having years later I looked it up and it's like they worked with this one producer for like Under the Table and Dreaming Crash Live Ooh. at Red Rocks before these credit streets this guy Steve Lillywhite who's a very big producer yep I've heard this name yeah and then they worked with a totally different guy for every day and just everything about like the sound mix to me and like where like it was much more guitar and drum heavy and I was like that's not what this band mm. is and it made me really mad and I, I didn't know, I don't think I knew enough about music at the time to understand that's what I didn't like about totally, it. Totally, totally. Because I'm like, what, 18 at this point? But like, I it really just didn't connect for me. And I kind of dropped them 
I still listened to those albums, but I don't think I ever got another one of their albums. I feel like you're not alone in that, though. I feel like that album was actually a big turning point for the fandom because it was like yeah. everyone was pretty like on board with those albums. And I also remember that album being like, eh, eh, like, no, no one likes this. And then all my friends yeah. kind of falling off listening to it. It was not it was not for me, you know, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was just like. I really didn't like it. And then, like, I know their saxophone player died. Oh, sad. Uh, quite a while ago. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty young. I don't remember why. Um, but he was, like, a big part of the show and the band. And so I think I was like, well, it's not really the same band anymore, which is not totally fair. <laughs> but I maybe I should investigate. I should check out some of those, those later albums because I bet there's stuff I would like on it. She got in an ATV accident. Oh, wow. oh no, really? Is that what happened? Yeah, that's oh, not that's what terrible. I was expecting. That's Ugh. awful. That's, that's very sad. That's very sad. Yeah, that's a shame. I have no idea why I have this information in my brain, but I seem to remember that around the time that album came out that you didn't like that I already forgot the name of. Uh, it's called Every Day, which is also like, it's not a title that sticks in your head. I, I think there was like a bootleg the lily white tapes is that possible or is that yeah a different thing? so i remember so i went to boston university and one other girl from my high school from from my class went to bu and we were both dave matthews fans and so we would talk music sometimes and i remember telling her like man i really don't like this album and and I, like a couple weeks later she's like hey i a friend of mine gave me this thing where yeah it's like the lily white tapes or the lily white sessions or something yeah. which is the producer but I don't think I ever listened to it because I, I was still in the like, I can't believe they did this kind of phase, which I think is a real part of being a fan of music, especially when you're young, of like having your like, these are my guys. Yeah. But yeah. then like nobody's like very few bands are perfect forever. Right. How? You know, because even even They Might Be Giants, who I really like, has put out albums where I'm like, did not connect to this yeah. album. Yeah. yeah for but sure. also like two albums later they'll put out an album and I'll be like I now I get it <laughs> um, like yeah they had a stretch where like they were putting out albums and I was like yeah they were okay and then they put out like Nanobots uh, They Might Be Giants and like that was a They Might Be Giants album where I was like this is what I love about They Might Be Giants and it kind of like refired my my fandom and I was like gotta go see them now I think that's around the time that uh, like that's an album that's kind of a gray area or like a blank spot for me because I think oh, really? it's more just like when I was moving to the city and that sort of thing uh, where I was just like okay. I kind of fell out of music to some degree yeah, sure. I have gone back and listened but... wait sorry I, I also just took a drink of my beer and realized it kind of looks like the album cover Ooh! <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> totally but it's, uh, but it's a different musical artist it's Frank Turner <laughs> for the for the listeners who can't see the video uh, Heather is drinking a Pepsi and she just calls it beer I'm drinking a Labatt's, how dare you? <laughs> Imported from Wegmans. Mm. What's this song? Oh, that, this- that's Drive In, Drive Out. Uh-huh. I don't know this song. Not a single? No. I was never a super fan of that song. I do like this ending thing where it's like this weird, like... It's sort of like playing this riff over and over Yeah. Again. 
and then a little like breakdown. But then, uh, like the ending of this song is super distinctive because it's like, and it's like it's just this weird like little earworm that they launch into. They're they're not there yet, but like it'll be there in a second. That's maybe the jazziest quality I've heard so far from these guys. Yeah, yeah. Finding a groove and. Yeah, Tripping Bellies is the only single left that we haven't listened to, mm. which I don't, I, n- I remember that name, but I don't really remember that song. I'll have to see when we it's, get there. It's about drugs. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Um, but it's it's not a bad song. Um, what you is, get- what's your favorite song on this album? Uh, it's Two Step. Two Step is. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but I do, I will say, uh, proudest monkey, which is not only the last track, but almost 10 minutes long. Ramsey loves a 10 minute closer. He's a big fan of them. Heather's being sarcastic. Yes, I could tell. (laughs) He loves them. Um, Actually, it's really only two you've really hated. Good. Uh, Jimmy Rowe. This is what I'm talking about. Oh. Oh. Oh, I like this. This is like something I can remember, like, and this is so connected to the start of the next song for me. Oh, I would just, oh. you know, yeah, almost samba y. Yeah, it's got a weird tempo. Yeah, this feels like a thing that would really extend live and be yeah, kind of fun. Uh-huh, yeah. Did you get into the whole, while you were on the Dave bus, did you get into the whole bootleg world? I never did, which is kind of surprising. I I had a reel for a long time. Bootlegs were like not my jam because it was like, this is not an officially sanctioned Mm. release. You didn't want to break a rule? It was not that I didn't want to break a rule. It was like... This is like the artist has not signed off on this as a like official studio release. Yeah. So I am not interested. I respect that. <laughs> I have I've come around on it since. <laughs> uh, but but I will also say it's like I have a pretty meticulously organized MP3 collection from dating back from my high school years. Um and bootlegs are hard to slot in true because it's like how do you tag them um i use the genre tab and i use audience recording oh Uh, boy (laughs) but that doesn't give you any information about what genre of music it is that's true Mm. that's what the comments are for We're from two different schools of ID3 tags. We here, are. Jeremy. It's will <laughs> and never the twain shall meet. Let <laughs> um, let you down. This is yeah, because it's like drive in, drive out leads into let you down. Let you down is like this is the chillest yeah. jam on this album. But it's also a very like it's just a like you know straight up kind of love song. But it is like I don't know. I, I do see, feel I myself like relaxing. Yeah. I yeah. feel myself relaxing listening to this. I really had a day at work, so this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. What, when, when am I not having a day at work? I want I want to say there's like a whistle solo in this song. Oh. Which sounds horrible, but it is actually kind of nice. <laughs> it really it fits the song. You 
This also has a Latin flavor? Yeah, it's got the little, like... Castanets? Is that In the background, yeah. Lobsters? <laughs> the, the little, yeah, the lobsters. Yeah. I let you down this one might be too chill for me. <laughs> this is this is getting might pretty be too chill. chill. And I will say it's like Drive In is a pretty high energy one, and Lion or Graves is also pretty high energy, which is next. And so it's like, oh, this kind of makes sense that like, we'll sandwich this. We don't want to like, because if you put this next to Crash, your the listener right. would be like <laughs> comatose, you know? Yes. And so, but if you sandwich it between two kind of you know jazzier jams, it's like okay. So it's a little break, you know? Oh, get your glass of water. Take it. <laughs> I'm definitely intrigued that Lie in Your Grave is a peppy song. That should be a It, it is. Yeah, it should be, but it's not. <laughs> um, oh, but what I was saying before about uh, Proudest Monkey, um, that was a song that me and my friend Mike, again, would like put on and just like, because it's like one of those like story songs and like, it's like a whole thing, and we would just put it on. I think we would laugh because it's kind of dumb. <laughs> dumb. But it was just, I don't know. It's just, you, there's certain songs you share with friends, and you're just like, oh, here's the whistle. Good whistling. I was like, the fact that, like, I know the exact. Yeah. It's like, I haven't listened to this album in years. <laughs> it's like, yep, it's in there. It's, it's not. Burn to the drive. Yeah. But yeah, there's just certain songs that you share with friends and you're like, I don't a hundred percent know what our fascination with this song was, <laughs> but I cannot hear this song without thinking of that person. And like, I don't know. That's one of those music magic things that it's like Yeah. Scent like certain scents and certain music are just like tied to certain places and times and people in your life. Exactly. And, you about it? and the answer is nothing. <laughs> Does this happen to you where like it doesn't even have to be a, a dis, like a important memory where it's like oh I was driving by the McDonald's when I heard yeah. this song yes it does <laughs> okay. happen to me yeah oh yeah 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 see this is lying our graves and it's already like okay yeah. all right we took a little rest we're we're gonna bring it back picking it back up uh huh song for uh, corpses <laughs> song for corpses is like hey corpse <laughs> don't just lie in your grave get on a get on out of there. <laughs> Yeah, lazy bones. <laughs> oh man, I w- see now. I, honestly, what this whole podcast has me wondering, I was like, so my friend Mike, we, you like, I went to school in Boston. He went to school, I think, in Pennsylvania. So like, we kind of fell out of touch for a while. But then he was in New York, and we reconnected. But then he moved to California. And so, like, I haven't seen him in probably a decade. Oh, wow. But I know he lives in Irvine, pretty close to me. And I was like, and we, like, you comment on each other's, like, Facebook and stuff. And I was like, I got to give him a call and be like, do you still listen to Dave? (laughs) (laughs) I would really like to know. I I would say that I don't, but listening to this album is, like, is very pleasurable to me (laughs) just because it brings me back to that time. Right. I love that. And so I'm like, I want to... I was like, if I put on this album, how much of it would you know? Yeah, I don't. I want this podcast this... episode to rekindle your friendship with Mike. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was just gonna say, I don't, I don't have this kind of pull with you, Jeremy. But I would like you to get a boombox and play "Proudest Monkey" outside his house. Yeah, and see what please, happens. please. I, 
honestly, he would probably think it was pretty funny. We were, <laughs> we were just a couple of uh, big like nerds who were all who were like he was like a Lord of the Rings obsessive, um, and I was just sort of like I was a big Star Trek guy and like you know just general nerd stuff. But we were also comedy fans. Like we also listened to a lot of like They Might Be Giants and like weird TV shows and cartoons and stuff. Uh, he is now, <laughs> he was for many years a concept artist for Blizzard. Mm. Like oh, he, wow. he he literally like drew monsters for a living. Yeah, <laughs> and and he left Blizzard but continues to draw monsters for a living. Wow, um, he was good at it in high school and he's like insanely good at it now. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, I gotta. I gotta give him a call. We gotta put on some Dave and read some comics in a basement. Uh, can I hang out with you guys? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, this is the right plane up ticket, your alley. The plane ticket might be expensive, but it'll be worth it. It sounds sounds fun. As long as as long as you're willing to, to groove on this liner grapes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. So I, I came into this with. Um, the classic uh, uh, stereotypes of Mr. Matthews. Yep. Mm, sure. And I haven't heard anything that I dislike out of this. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I, I think what people respond to so much of Dave Matthews is like the idea of it. You know. Right. Like, I would agree, I, especially uh, now, twenty-five years later. Yeah. It's like you're imagining a guy on stage like doing a, like a herky-jerky dance, being like, and like. <laughs> And you're like, ugh, I'm going to hate this. And it's like, that's not a good way to go into anything, like music or otherwise. Like, yeah. imagine going into a movie and being like, ugh, this movie, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all <laughs> beep, bop, boo. You know, it's like, it's not, you're not going to honestly experience whatever that movie is. I, I blame the guy with an acoustic guitar. That's Showboat. I was going to say, those acoustic guitar guys, they really ruin a lot of good music for yeah. people, I think. <laughs> but I will also say it's like typically the guitar in Dave Matthews is like a very like rhythm guitar and so like yeah you learn like six or seven chords and you can probably play like half that catalog <laughs> you know? Um. Well, I do have to look inwards for a moment and point out the fact that if there was a piano in a room I was going to play whatever Ben Fold song you wanted to hear. So I'm sure. just as guilty. Sure. But fewer parties in college had pianos. That's the problem. That's true. Uh, yeah. But there were common rooms. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I did have friends in college who were like, y'all want to hear philosophy? And it was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but I do like that song, so. It's a good song. No. Common back down again. Common back down, but it's gonna it's gonna pop back up. So, okay, no, it's just, too comfy oh, in that grave. Yeah, no, here it is. Here, it is. there it is. Yep. Yeah. I don't even know this particular song, but I really just feel as though I am in Ithaca, New York, right now. I yep. was gonna say, that, yeah, this sort of conjures a very like, oh, we're in. I mean, it's there's so many places you could be. It's like, oh, okay, cool. We're at a party in a field, you know. Oh yeah, I went or to several in, of those. <laughs> we're in a we're in a basement where every couch is at least twenty years old, you know. Gross. I wouldn't do that now. I'd get bed bugs. <laughs> 
there there's so many things that I think about like that I did in college and I'm like I would never do oh yeah that. no no way no Not a chance study for a test write an essay absolutely <laughs> write an essay oh. get it I wouldn't do it my no. greatest works now are angry emails <laughs> <laughs> oh no my uh, my friend Kate recently got uh, Twitter famous for mm-hmm. this tweet that was there's only one job and that job is emails <laughs> that is like, yeah correct it really exploded but then also people were like this is v- like this ignores a lot of the workforce and it's like that's the point yeah, of the fucking tweet it's like 140 character or whatever it is now yeah it's like i i everyone on twitter is like this the is worst? not a place <laughs> yeah the worst but it's like this is not a place for discourse this is a place for here's a joke i came up with on the toilet yeah yeah it's not let's we have to stop with this we anyway. would like this to go back to uh, Dimitri Martin fantasy camp, please. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, what's the great one-liner you came up with? Yeah, yeah. cool, that, awesome. That's it. Move on. That's it. That's like it. or don't. Uh, but everyone on Twitter chooses don't, and that's <laughs> it's true. that's where we're. At. It's true. I if I think if I had to pick a least favorite song on this album, it would be "Cry Freedom." Hmm. This is it, this, this I think. This, I think, is the kind of song that people who are against Dave Matthews are worried about. Mm. <laughs> worried where about! It's, <laughs> where it's like, this is like a six-minute song, I think probably about South Africa. Mm. And it's just like, okay, all right. His voice sounds a little breathier, even. <laughs> yeah, he knows it's a it's a sort of a message song, so he's got he's got to tone it down a little. This also just sounds very 90s to me in a way that, like, the other ones just sound distinctly Dave Matthews, but not specifically 90s. But for some, yeah. there's something in this one that's giving a more, me a more 90s energy. Yeah, I think you're right. And I don't 100% know what that is, but I, I feel it feels less Dave Matthews and more sort of generic yeah. 90s adult contemporary. Yeah. This is why we got to ditch Lily White. Get somebody new, some fresh blood in there. <laughs> no, it's a mistake. Don't do it. <laughs> no, no, I think it's a good uh, That's what you would do with your time machine? <laughs> Go back and tell Dave Matthews to not get a new producer? There, yeah. There needs to be a, a show that is like, okay, you have a time machine, but you can't do anything important. Yeah, right. Like, that Only- would cause too many problems. You have to, like, you have to choose something that you want to do that is in no way of consequence to the, like, the history of the world. But that your episode, yeah. No, your, yours is about: Do I keep Lily White or do I play everybody double fist attack somehow? <laughs> yeah, do I do I hijack a satellite and play double yeah. fist attack for everybody? I think everyone could use a little double fist attack in their life. Double fist attack, I will say, is the complete polar opposite of this album. <laughs> it is really loud. It at the end, it is super aggressive. And it is, it has a little jam to it because there's like some psychedelic uh, parts of it. But it is like, if you want the opposite of Cry Freedom, it is Double Fist Attack. It's not surfy at all, but are you familiar with Origami Angel? No. It's the old, it's like, okay, so I showed Rambo see this band and it's one of my most proud moments because he actually really likes it. Oh, okay. All right. It's the only success story of this show. Uh, <laughs> this is. This episode is uh, 214. It's the only <laughs> successful episode. Well, <laughs> well no, that's there had true. to be one. 
guests have brought you albums you liked. I just never have. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. What are right. what are some other albums that have been on the show that you enjoy? Great question. Heather help. I'm, I'm scrolling. Um, <laughs> that other people have brought you. Um, well, you we we did Death Cab. You already liked that. Yep. Uh, um, introduced me to Willie Nelson, and I enjoyed Willie Nelson. Oh, that's yeah, Willie true. Nelson. Um, just, yeah. I just watched on Netflix has this documentary series called This Is Pop, which is all about different aspects of pop music over the years. Oh, I don't watch and that. It, and there's one that is specifically about like where pop and country collide. Hmm. Um, and like, it's really interesting because there's, there's this, I mean, back through like the sixties, uh, maybe even earlier to like the fifties of like pop music, like country stars getting big enough where they cross over onto the pop charts and country fans being mad. And then there's a reaction of like, well, this new music, this is real country. But oh. then eventually one of those stars gets so big they cross over, and then country again is like, well, now now, now this is real country, and it's it just ha- it's just this cycle that happens every That's five crazy. Or ten years. Um, and like Willie Nelson was like part of one of those waves where it that was like outlaw, outlaw country, yeah. And it's like Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson, but it's like, but if you look at Willie Nelson like ten years before, he's this super clean cut guy, but it's like. Oh, it got you know two commercials, so now we're doing this right. outlaw country thing. It was, no, it he's was the a, Dave Matthews of country because he also loves weed. He loves weed, <laughs> and I bet if they hung out, I bet they would get along so well. Willie Nelson is best friends with Casey Musgraves, and I love that. Oh, that's terrific! It's a delight. Just did a song country. with Karen O. He, what a guy! What yeah, a Willie guy! Willie Nelson did. Yeah, they did a I cover of uh, I love it. Uh, uh, People in the streets under pressure. Oh, under pressure. Mm-hmm. My wife is obsessed with. There is a Willie Nelson cover of um, "Blue Skies." You know, "Blue Skies." Oh, you know what I mean? his cover of that is terrific. Hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna be tri- honest. I just scrolled. Oh, I do know this song. Yeah, I just I scrolled through all our previous albums, Billies, and I bet you. <laughs> I know this I song. You know this I know one. this yep. song. I I feel like I know this intro. Oh yeah. Okay, so obviously, like, Crash was used. This is kind of the one that when someone says Dave Matthews, this is the sound that's in my brain. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. For me, it's Ants Marching, but I think it's because I mainlined that one track over and over. I mean, Ants Marching is probably their most famous song, if I had to pick one. We, so, <laughs> I forgot to mention this, this whole podcast. So, my other podcast, Mission to Zix, is a improvised science fiction podcast. It's basically like Star Wars, Star Trek, Futurama thrown in a blender, and we improvise it, and like whatever kind of sci-fi character the guest wants, we'll figure out a reason we're going to get to them. And it's really so, good. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, the we have like the equivalent of like Jedi Knights in Zix are called the Zima Knights, and we're constantly talking about the, the Zima scrolls, all of which are Dave Matthews lyrics <laughs> because me and Winston Nolan, Alden Ford, two of the other guys in the podcast, we all know, we all had this experience with Dave Matthews where it was like a huge band for us in yeah. high school, college, and we don't listen to him at all now, but we all know the lyrics of these songs so well that if we need to improvise, we can spit out like lines and lines and lines of Dave Matthews lyrics without having to think about it and as soon as this song started 
I was like, Tripping Billies, I guess I know this song. And he started <laughs> singing it, and I was like, I can sing the entire song start to <laughs> Oh my god. And it's like, it's so stupid, but it's like, it's buried so deep that it's it's wild. I know I keep saying that, but it, it really is shocking to me that like, I straight up haven't listened to this album in 10 years. I feel like round the fire. I think my equivalent of that is it's insane. I think my equivalent of that might be the band Incubus, who I listened to so much in high school. I heard a song recently in a bar or store or something. I was just like, I, I, we've done it on the podcast, but I still, it's like one of those. I'm just like these lyrics are like ingrained in me in a way that I just I can't because I haven't listened to that album in 20 years. I don't know. Yeah. No. I, I did. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. I think mine is the first Violent Thumbs album. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It doesn't hold up. Very angry. <laughs> Teen angry. Well, sure, but I mean, yeah. it's a band called the Violent Thumbs. So. Correct. <laughs> you know what you're going. For. Yeah. Um. I said, oh man, what did I to say? Oh yeah. So I was saying, I was like, I would probably say I wouldn't. I hadn't listened to this album even long for 20 years, but I know in like. 2010, 2011-ish, I made a point of like, I am going to listen to every single album I own. And so I started at a certain point in my in my iTunes. Oh my god. I, listened, I went in alphabetical order until I came back around. It took me a full calendar year to wow. do this. Um, but it was, it was sort of a night. There were some albums that I had kind of forgotten about and I was like, oh, this is really good. And, and certain artists where it's like, I probably listened to this once or twice, and coming back to it, I was like, this is better than I thought it was. Huh. And then some albums where I'm like, I gotta delete this. This is bad. Get out of <laughs> here. Was, that was my next question, if yeah. anything. There was definitely some, out, like, I think, I mean, this is like high school, college stuff, where it's like, I think I'd like Weedus, you know? Oh, oh, teenage yeah. Dirtbag, of course. Teenage Dirtbag, great song. The album the is not old. <laughs> Like, not that good. album is not good. No. Teenage Dirtbag, I think, is a perfect single. I've got a great cover for you of it. <laughs> oh, yeah? But, man, that album, I was like, oh, my God, no. what is this? Well, I mean, that's been a thing on this podcast because, you know, it's like music I listened to in high school. Right. I don't even yeah. love all of it anymore. Like, we've done albums. Like, I tried to do a Limp Bizkit album, and I, could, I couldn't do it. I couldn't that do the full album. Turned into a single episode. I was like, "Nope, yeah. we're doing one song. That's the amount I can stomach." Goodbye. We yeah. did do a full corn album. Corn, I feel like had more going for it than than uh, Limp Biscuit. I agree but, with you. Um, <laughs> Limp Biscuit was just like, man, what a time in music history that was. Where it was like a bad one, a bad time. Yeah, <laughs> that late '90s, early 2000s was like some of the worst music that has ever been wildly commercially successful so popular <laughs> so popular like, so popular so and, much money <laughs> yeah it's like i think of all those bands of like limp biscuit and corn and slipknot and all these bands that were like slipknot is still honestly like doing stuff in a way that's i mean bigger than any of the rest of them i feel like but again it's like i think that band had more going for it than limp so too. like limp biscuit was like i'm a white guy with a goatee right. and i am going to scream into this microphone lyrics that are exclusively about like everyone's women being a bitch stupid <laughs> yeah. women yeah. are bitches <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me what to do uh-huh. and like that was such a hugely successful message that it was repeated a hundred times. He had enough material for three songs and still managed yeah. to fill. 
an album. Multiple albums. Multiple albums. Multiple. I, I assumed that was true, but didn't want to say in case. Mul- two that were immensely popular, and then a third one that was still pretty fucking popular. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot. I mean, at least Slipknot had fun masks, if nothing else. Yeah, at least Slipknot had some theatricality to yeah, it. Yeah. Fred Durst was just like, here's a backwards hat and a red shirt. And we're <laughs> like, come on, man. Well, I mean, he just they just performed at Lollapalooza, and he performed wearing a wig? I don't really? know which is where. Oh, yeah. He looked like he was in the video for Sabotage performing at Lollapalooza. Got to turn my Fred Durst Google alert back. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a sitch. It was vaguely <sighs> Colonel Sanders. I don't know. It was more sabotage to me than Colonel Sanders, but... I, I only saw one photo, so I'm not the, the energy is not too far off, to be Fair honest. Enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, God. No. Is this the 10-minute closer? This uh, is yeah, it. This is, this is Proudest Monkey. monkey. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like... I will say I'm listening to it now, and I'm like... This is not a good song. We definitely were like... <laughs> I think we definitely were making fun of this when we listened to this. Wait, do you know the story of this song? No, not at all. Okay, I'm on the Wikipedia for this song. Oh, boy. This song has its roots in a live soundtrack check done before an audience at a gig at Williams College on December 11th, 1993. The band arrived two hours late due to a snowstorm, which I believe, getting to that part of Massachusetts in a snowstorm, that'd be a nightmare. Uh, Forcing them to take an alternate route, which they end up getting lost because it's 1993. There's, There's no, no GPS. GPS. Uh, as a result, the band jammed the music that would later become Proudest Monkey to test their equipment with Matthews making up the lyrics on the spot. This performance was ultimately labeled Route 2 by Tapers. Uh, okay. And that it later, he later, uh, he later kept that experience in mind when reworking the lyrics to the song. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Establishing the image of the monkey as a metaphor for the entrapment he and the band were feeling at the time, both literal and being trapped on the bus in the snowy mountains, and the symbolic of being trapped in a seemingly endless cycle of repetitive performing and thus feeling limited in their music. Okay. Oh, yeah, because this is like before like Ants Marching takes off and everything. So, yeah, he's probably just gigging all oh, over the country. Yeah. Huh. I did not know any of that about that song. And, like, truth be told, Williams College is, like, not all that far from where I grew up. No. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's, like, what a weird and no, genesis uh, for a song. that North like, Adams, Massachusetts? Is that right? Is that, yeah, that sounds right. And crazy that this is the one that you would repeat over and over with Mike. Yeah, oh, no, it's Mike in Williamstown. I, Williamstown. But is that well, right there? It also, it also helped that it's, like, ten minutes long because you can, like, <laughs> put it on and like do other stuff sure right there was a lot of like putting this on and like painting miniatures we were, <laughs> that was also something we did at the time sure we were very cool guys with interesting <laughs> hobbies still interested in hanging out mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta send him an email <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because i moved to california in january I, admittedly, I made the plan to move to California in like August, September when cases were low, and then sure. I moved here when cases were probably at the worst they <laughs> ever were and cool, cool. hopefully will be. God, yeah. God willing, knocking on wood. Um, but then, uh, so like I have all these friends in California for like four months. I'd be like, hey, I'm here, and they're like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Let's wait, <laughs> you yep. know, because it was like the vaccine had just started to roll out. Yeah. Like, and so 
now we're all vaccinated and I have seen many of my friends here. Yeah. It's very nice to be able to hug them and not have to be like, let's hang out outside with masks on. And it's like, okay, we, we're fine. It's yeah. okay. Well, at least maybe it's okay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I feel like Mike is one of the people on those lists where it's like, oh yeah, I was going to email him, but I think I was maybe waiting until we were all vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> so, Got to do it. Yeah. Is the song still going? I can't. Yeah, Heather, you got a little quiet there. Oh, I don't. I didn't touch anything. I think Zoom. it is just a very quiet part of the song, and I, yeah. I'm just not a hundred percent sure whether. <laughs> Zoom's more of a fish type of app. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that fish was like, I never crossed over into fish. No. I I think for me that was like what most people think of for Dave Matthews. I was like, nah, I'm not listening. I I don't know any real fish people. I do. I know, a, I know a couple of fish people. I do. Is it a fair stereotype to say that the 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 drug consuming portion of the experience is equal to the music portion, if not more? Like is I, that I definitely think it's it's a big part of that family. Yeah. You know? And obviously, you know, it's not for everyone, but I think like overarchingly yeah, it's a very large part of it. I was picturing uh, Dave Matthews holding Lady Justice scales. I I can't well, remember. Like a music note. And just like yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I can't remember um, who this was. Not that I would say their name, anyways. But at my old job, my my manager at the time liked fish and went to a fish concert and ran into like a subordinate at the fish show, which sounds like a fucking nightmare for both parties involved. Like, can you imagine? So I have a similar story about this Dave Matthews concert I went to. So my friend, Brendan, who I was in geometry class with, organized this whole Dave Matthews. Like he bought like 20 tickets. Wow. And he rented a van so that a lot of people could get up there. Cause there's like a lot of people going, uh, you know, it was like, we were all coming from the same town. It's like, cool. We'll rent a van. We'll go up. I think we gave the driver a free ticket. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is all going to work out. <laughs> and so I was there with a bunch of people I knew from high school. And one of them was my buddy, Phil, and his older sister, Emily, who was a few, quite a few years older, like six or seven years older than him, and her boyfriend at the time, Armand. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, Armand smokes weed during the show, as do many people. Uh, and then, like, a few months later, I'm at high school, and Armand is there in, like, a shirt and tie. And the last time I saw him was at the Dave Matthews concert, and he is wearing, like, a, like overalls, like, loose overalls and, like, a huge baggy tie-dye shirt. Sure. And then he's in, like, sh- shirt and tie and I think, like, a silk vest as well. And I was like, hey. Because <laughs> he, like, nodded to me, and I was like, yeah, hi. I was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm a substitute teacher. Oh, my God. Like, what? Wow. It was very weird. I It took me a couple days to, like, piece that together of, like, yes, well, adults are substitute teachers are adults. Adults can go to the concert. They can smoke weed and then come teach. And he was like, right, okay, yeah, all right. It was very, for a 15-year-old, it was like, no, <laughs> no. Not I- there to hear. <laughs> like, 
I would have a hard time just accepting a substitute teacher wearing a silk vest. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. to well, process he, on its own. He was pulling it off. It was a good. Okay. It was a good look, but it was. I mean, it was certainly a choice. There's there's five seconds left of a uh, slight <laughs> guitar noise. Okay, good. Okay. I'm really getting it through the Zoom. The so- yeah, <laughs> the song has ended now. Okay. Well. The album has concluded. I mean, that is, a, that is, I think CDs have like a hard physical limit of like 72 minutes or something like that. Like you can't put more music than that on there. This album is one hour and eight minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was another reason I would put it on. It was so long. Hour I wouldn't eight. have to change albums. It was like, oh, I like this album. And it's like the length of two albums. <laughs> yeah. If this is on vinyl. I bet it's at least a two disc. Yeah. I mean, it, I feel like it would have to be, right? Yeah. Yay. Mm. Ramsey. Yeah. How was your first full album DMB experience? <laughs> I. It, it's not what I was expecting from the Matthews band. It was <laughs> an enjoyable ride. Monsieur I, Matthews and company. <laughs> the, I'm uh, just, when, you, when you're saying Matthews, I'm just thinking Boy Meets World for the record. Corey Matthews. Yes. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, David Matthews and his. Friends, younger uh, brother Corey and Eric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I would say, on the whole, I liked what I heard. Um, I think I still like Ants Marching and was disappointed I didn't get to hear that today, <laughs> is what I'm dealing with now. Um, you can put it on after we finish recording. I guess I can. Uh, I'll are download you, are it you gonna? Too. Are you gonna? <laughs> are you gonna listen to Ants Marching after this? <laughs> Yeah, I would. Okay, yeah, please, please put it on and make your wife listen to it with you. Sure, <laughs> she'll love it. Um, the, Ants marching has one of the prototypical like reasons people don't like Dave Matthews because it has that like weird section in the middle where he like scats, oh, which is a section yeah. that we have like put into that into Mission to Zix as like an ancient scroll where he's like. <laughs> Candyman attempting the box of a sweet tooth torture my white mouth program. Where it's like, what, is, what are you talking about? What does this have to do with anything? It uh, makes more sense as a scroll. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it makes more sense as a scroll. It's, it's funny how many Dave Matthews lyrics you can read in like a profound voice and they sort of sound like some sort of ancient prophecy. Has too much made it as a scroll? I don't think too much is. I know Ants Marching is in there, Satellite is in there we've made a lot of explicit reference to like titles and, and like, like under the table and dreaming and things like that. Um, but I don't know if too much is in there. I'll try to work it in. See what All I right. Um, yeah, I think ultimately this has changed my perception of DMB in a good way. They're not just bus emptiers. They're <laughs> bus emptiers. <laughs> they contain so much more. There's so um, much more in the bus. Yeah. <laughs> oh no um yeah i i think the main thing that appealed to me here was just um i, I think the the jammy aspect that element of their of their music and the fish connotation i was picturing more of like a um self-indulgent rock uh spiral <laughs> and <laughs> the uh the variety of the instruments and the the sound was something i actually really enjoyed cool yeah <laughs> heather how about you uh it was a real throwback a real throwback i you know i'm actually now associating it more with the art room in my high school where i think we were able to play oh, music yeah mm. yeah a lot of a lot of like 
art and music teachers had that like you know if you guys want to bring in your own, music, own CDs, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we would uh, play music. I it's a similar time I was really into Counting Crows. At the time, I was also listening to Dave Matthews Band, though yeah. I still listening to Counting Crows. That one carried on with me. Sure, but um, yeah, I it is not it's it's better than I remember for sure. But it's also I think my. The Dave Matthews songs I like are very selected. Like, I don't want to sit down and listen to any of the other albums front to back, but I would like to selectively pick the songs that are the vibe I like. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I will say, re-listening to Cry Freedom, I was like, yeah, this is not their best work. Hmm. Uh, this is this maybe could have skipped the release. Have you but listened to any say, later albums? Uh, I so I listened to Live at Red Rocks, which is a lot of this album and yep. Under the Table and Dreaming Live, and I I also really liked uh, Before These Crowded Streets, which came out uh, after that, but in like '98. I guess I mean ones after 2000. <laughs> oh no. no, no, none. No, okay. Every Day was a real like. Nope. I think I might have listened to. I think the album after Every Day was called Busted Stuff. And oh, I think yeah. I might have given that one listen, but at that that was like that was after I graduated college, and I think at that point I was like, "Nah, man, I don't listen to Dave Matthews anymore." <laughs> yeah. I like like I like the Clash and David Bowie, which is still true. But I think, <laughs> but it was nice to listen to this and remind myself like I do like this album. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I'm. I know it is like one of those things that people are constantly embarrassed about even mentioning, but it is like. I don't know. I think that album's good. And I think those other two, like Under the Table and Dreaming and Before These Crowded Streets, I think all of those are pretty good. After that, I really can't speak to it. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But I don't know. Those albums, they bring me joy. And what what more can you ask for? That, nothing. Nothing more. Heather, you mentioned like men- playing music in high school. My homeroom teacher my senior year was... Uh, Mr. DeGrade, who was the chorus teacher. Uh-huh. And so he had that like, you know, if you guys want to play music yeah. over here, and it's like, cool. But he only had a cassette player. And this is 1999, 2000. And so yes. I didn't have any cassettes. We're already on CDs at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all CD all the time. So the <laughs> only person who ever brought in music to play was my friend Terry. Terry is a diehard, lifelong Jethro Tull fan. Oh, my God. And so all he ever brought in was Jethro Tull tapes. Wow. But I would say before that, I had zero opinion on Jethro Tull. And now I am like kind of a Tull guy. <laughs> you just weren't ready for it. I just, yeah. And it was like, but some of it he played and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And now I have, I ha- I personally have like five or six Jethro Tull albums that I really like. Only on cassette. That. Only, only on cassette. That's the only way to listen to Jethro That's right. <laughs> um, very quickly off of that. In my tech class, that was another bring in music if you want. Yep. Uh, Shout so, out to the teachers who let. Yeah. Honestly, iconic. It was, it was a great thing to do. It was. Um, from Lincoln, uh, they might be Giants band Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Or album Lincoln. Mr. Me was playing. Not their One best faves. Work, but I love no, it. No, but oh, I, I'm I a apologize. Big, I'm a big Mr. Me fan. I, I, I'll stand for Mr. Me. I remember seeing them when they had. Um, uh, like a, a horn trio Ooh. with them and, and it was like mark pender from conan's band and they played mr me with the horn section nice. that sounds great very good very good highly well david benezzi said it sounded like kids music and the 20-year reunion's coming up benezzi 
So <laughs> I have jokes forgotten. on you, <laughs> Benezzi. But didn't I also think it was kids' music? <laughs> and when we you'll did get it, yours in twenty years. And no. honestly, for they might be giants. Their fortieth anniversary is coming up, right? Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. New album's coming out soon on 8-Track. What? I don't even know how to use an 8-Track. Yeah, it's like no one's got an 8-Track, but they're like, we'll make buy it if you want. (laughs) And there's like one They Might Be Giants fan who's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I can't wait. Yeah. They're a band who exists very much for that one guy where it's like, we're going to put out this album on 8-Track. And one guy, his like year is made. For sure. Because he's like, I have a... Of a new eight track by one of my favorite bands. It's like great, man. I Enjoy. Love yeah, I'm glad. <sighs> Jeremy, thank you so much for doing yes, this. Yes, thank you, Heather, Ramsey. Thank you so much for having me on. I I'm so glad that we didn't put it on, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was right. This is horrible. We. I mean, it's happened. It's happened they're, to me. <laughs> they're they're not a band without their weaknesses, but it is like. I, by and large, I was like, I don't know. This is nice. <laughs> this is very listenable. I have that clean from you now. It's going to be so tempting to just copy and paste that to the beginning <laughs> of the album. <laughs> I won't do You're that, welcome. but You're welcome it to. would be funny. Oh, God. Oh, that can be, that'll be our social promo. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, there no. you go. <laughs> yeah. This is so much worse than I ever imagined. Yeah. Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> what have oh, I done? Matthews. <laughs> Matthews. I'm telling you, everyone everyone is also going to think it's Boy Meets World, but go on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't blame them. Which, honestly, you know, kind of corresponds to the time I would have been listening to this album. I probably would have also been watching go. Boy Meets World. It's true. Ugh, uh, iconic show. Yeah, for real. Where can I, my one find beef, you online, Jeremy? Oh, sorry. I was about to say, my one beef with Boy Meets World is that when that show started, he was in sixth grade and I was in sixth grade. Mm. And then he graduated from high school when I was a sophomore. Doesn't add up. Matthews. Hmm, no. Well, it's probably because he was 30. By 30 the time puberty, they were, they were like 25. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had, uh, uh, they were like, oh, fuck, puberty is hitting harder. We got to scan. Oh, shoot, 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 shoot. Get him into college. Get him into <laughs> college quick. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I get it. I get it. I was aging at the normal human rate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but back to your question, Ramsey, which I so rudely Hang on, no. I'm going to. Boy Meets World thoughts. <laughs> He's going to fix it. that out. And I'm going <laughs> to, I'll say it clean. Yeah. yeah uh, so, Jeremy, where can people find you online? Well, you can find me on uh, twitter.com at uh, Jeremy M. Bent. Oh, yes, the bad out. website we mentioned before. Yeah, yeah the bad <laughs> website that only generates pain. Um, That's right. You can find me on Instagram, a site that generates mildly less pain. Uh, Great. Also, Jeremy M. Bent. Um, you can also check out my podcast, uh, Mission to Zix, at mission to space. Um, my newer podcast uh, is new, so I'm gonna have to look up. What <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. I never know our own socials for this podcast. We've been doing for years. So I'd like okay, to applaud it, Heather's restraint for not saying "sucks" after space. Yeah. So. It's a okay. podcast for people who don't agree with me. <laughs> um, okay, so if you go to gzmshows.com. That's Gen Z Media, gzmshows.com. You can check out my new podcast, Nice to Meet You, uh, which is uh, safe for, uh, you know, kids probably like eight and up. 
Okay. Um, and it's got a lot of hilarious improvisers pretending to be various animals and professional <laughs> people. Uh, it's it's honestly it's very funny, and it's also fifteen minutes, so it's very it's very snackable. We love that as a podcast. Um, and you can also find me on uh, tuning out the news, which is on Paramount Plus. Awesome. Also on YouTube, you can watch a lot of it on YouTube. <laughs> which is, everyone's got YouTube. Ramsey, how about you? Uh, I'm available on the bad website and all bad websites at Ramsey E S S. Same. Uh, same. <laughs> at Heather Shea S H A E. You can find all of our social media uh, on our website because we don't have mm-hmm. consistent handles, and I refuse to memorize them. If you're listening, dot com. Um, you can check out our playlist over there. You can suggest songs. You can find a link to our Patreon. Uh, and the the president did announce today that everyone has to sign up for our Patreon. So well, you know, get there. Well, the country okay. really listens to what I'm the president says. So doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, you got one. <laughs> we voted Joe Biden in. It's uh, we have to listen to. Him. Yeah, we <laughs> have to. Yeah. Play, mm-hmm. play. <laughs> I'll probably cut that out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. No, people need to learn to listen to Joe Biden. <laughs> Yeah, please, please get vaccinated. Uh, so Jeremy can go see his friend Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we need to make this connection happen. Um, I think that's it then. All right, everybody. Yeah, sorry for dragging this podcast. Oh my out god, for two plus hours. Well, we had technical difficulties. It can't all be on you. Shit, fair. Good point. Good point. Bye. 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 Bye.